The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, as you just heard in the 3 o'clock newscast, the federal Liberals proposing $25 billion in new spending to help Canadian businesses and workers make it through the winter and vowing tens of billions more to help the country recover from the pandemic. The finance minister, Chrystia Freeland, unveiled the government's fall economic update in the House of Commons this afternoon, drawing a, a parallel to her upbringing on an Alberta farm. Canada's farmers spend the winter fixing their tractors, combines and seed drills and stocking up on supplies. While the ground is frozen, they get ready for seeding when the earth thaws. Like all those great Canadian farmers, the work we do today will stand us in good stead in the spring. On the federal government, this record deficit of more than $381 billion. And they're saying that it could potentially go higher, depending if we're on that 400,000 or 400 billion uh, mark, um, as you know, if uh, more tougher lockdowns go into effect. Uh, Freeland today describing it as affordable and necessary saying that the government would make a bigger mistake by spending too little than by spending too much. And uh, a lot of folks, as I mentioned before the break, saying, you know, we need to make sure that there's a uh, an end date on, on some of this. And a number of people saying that we really had to watch that closely. And she has said that there are excuse me, guardrails that have been put in place to to guide federal, uh, to, to guide when the stimulus packages will be phased out. So uh, we'll see uh, what that uh, looks, what that looks like, but we know uh, that they're... <clears throat> Um, announcing a down payment on a pretty much on a planned national child care system. It's going to be outlined in next spring's budget. That was just one of the things. Also handing out some some funding for some some pretty rough, uh, you know, some sectors that have had some real challenges, including tourism, the arts, and, and aviation. All right, I have Michael Campbell back on the line. Hey, Michael. Hi. All right, $381 billion. What went through your mind? Uh, a couple of things when I heard this is one is I'm not sure why it took this long to get a fiscal update. I mean, there was nothing in that that I said, oh, that's a surprise. No wonder they were working on that. No, I, I think we should have had this a couple of months ago, sort of, uh, you know, we had the first one, I think it was the first week of July. Uh, I forgot what they called that fiscal snapshot at that point. Yeah, about yeah. 90 days later. So I was surprised at that. Secondly, we didn't know what this deficit number is going to look like for one really big reason. They stopped sending biweekly financial reports to the Parliamentary Budget Office right when they prorogued Parliament. I talked to them on the weekend. Yves Jean-Louis thought that they were going to get them again once Parliament resumed. He did not. He still has not. So that was our only place to figure it out. I mean, even when we came into the July update, we were having stuff like, uh, oh, that's what it is, but it was because of the Parliamentary Budget Office sort of costing out each one of these programs. So they were flying in the dark also in the last mm-hmm. couple of months, as were parliamentarians, as were the Canadian public. Now, I'm hearing some people say, well, it could have been higher, it could have been, you know, whatever. My point is, we didn't know what it was. I don't see any excuse for that. You know, and oh. I think more communication is better than less. I appreciate that there's uncertainty in this pandemic. That's why you communicate more. Uh, and so th- those are the first couple of things that struck me on that. 
All right. Um, when we look at the at the at the number um, that that 381 oh. billion dollar deficit uh, that the finance minister is saying today, uh, she's calling it affordable and necessary, arguing that the government would make a bigger mistake by spending too little than by spending too much. Do you agree with her? It reminds me of the old Thomas pension line. If you ask the wrong questions, you get the wrong, uh, you know, they don't care what the answer, you know. And in this case, the question I'm referring to is the number itself. Yes, that's something. But we have to know what it's being spent, how effectively being spent. For example, one of the myths that's been peddled in Canada is that we're all in this together. Well, that's absolutely not the case. Some industries have been hit far harder than others. For example, the public sector has not suffered anywhere near, I mean, virtually no layoffs whatsoever at the federal level. In fact, they had a pay increase. The MPs themselves got a pay increase April 1st that they vote, they continue to vote themselves. Well, that's hardly what it's like in the hospitality industry or the travel industry or the recreational industry. So, yes, they did. Uh, sort of talk about those things and address some money. I'm not, so, and I, I want to be fair to the government. I'm not so sure there's enough money out there to solve that problem. I and mean, you put a halt. I mean, I was looking at uh, in Vancouver and Calgary, very similar, 16% sort of the normal level of traffic at this time of year. Well, the government can't make up for 84%. They are providing the wage uh, subsidy, you know, that is helping out, but still, I mean, that's a huge hole that we've got in several of these industries and other industries. As we all talk about all the time, online shopping is going to prove to be another record as we get through this weekend, you know, uh, with Cyber Monday today. So not all have been impacted the same way, and I think that's important that their money sort of focus and target on that. Now, we don't know what they're doing. They've said $100 billion more in sort of help over the next three years, but we don't have any details on that. So. Yeah, they're they're just kind of you know starting to come out. She, she's talking about, and a lot of people have said we really need to make sure that uh, a lot of the if there's new spending programs being put in place that are directly tied to the pandemic, that there are guard yes. or there, there, that there are rules put in place about when that ends. She's talking about these guardrails. How important is that? Well, there's a couple of things. One is what has been asked for were these uh, fiscal anchors. And that was a way of sort of holding some discipline to government, measuring the government, how are we doing on the spending? I appreciate there's been uncertainty, but you have seen the vast majority, I think, of financial analysts, economists saying, give us a physical, uh, fiscal anchor. You're allowed to change it. We know it's uncertain out there. But give us what you're even looking at to say, you know what, this might be too much. Uh, but right now, it, it lends itself to questions about discipline when it comes to government. I don't think the guardrails quite accomplish that. It's the first time they've even mentioned anything of the sort, so they'll get a check mark for some of that. But when people look deeper in this, it's not going to be about the numbers. It's how it's being spent. So when someone comes to me, I'm going to stimulate the economy. I've got a great idea. Buy us all candy from our teeth rot. And the dentist repair, that stimulus. But that does nothing for the long-term productivity of our economy. And everything we spend on that should be, go- uh, should be measured against, hey, did you just improve the productive capacity of the economy? To let it go five and ten years out, it's going to actually be a stronger economy because we did these things. I don't have a lot of faith in that of any government because the politics are too strong. The allure of getting political brownie points has clearly proven to be too strong. Michael Campbell joining us this afternoon. Michael, I know that you have a busy afternoon. Lots of uh, lots of uh, talking going on this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Lots of interviews. I'm sure. Before I let you go, what are you going to be watching for now that we have some of these numbers? Uh, you, 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 we we know where we are. What are you watching in the months ahead? Well, I mean, first of all, we don't have our benchmarks of when 
for example, uh, if we're going to reopen the economy, et cetera, we need, obviously, we need to take care of the health problems. I mean, that would be front and center. I think the other thing, though, is that once you've got to that point, and we, again, need better communication, I think, regarding that, but once we've got to that point, then I don't think we have the luxury of spending on anything else but direct impact to improve the economy. Without a much stronger economy, without getting people back to work, you don't have anything else to talk about. Mm-hmm. And they have been talking about other things. I think that's a mistake. This hole is a large one. And so the only way we're getting out of the deficit problem and sort of getting uh, finances back to stability is economic growth. It's not going to be through taxation. There's just not enough tax out there. And uh, the other thing individuals will watch for is uh, Canada pension plans going up, so that's going to hurt business and individuals. Plus, we're going to get higher streaming video taxes coming up. So there will be money coming out of our pocket, I think, at a time when we can't afford it. Michael, uh, always good to talk with you. I appreciate appreciate your perspective. Thanks for uh, taking the time today. My pleasure. You betcha. Michael Campbell, uh, he is the host of Money Talks right here on the Chorus Radio Network. Okay, so a few more details for you um, as they continue to come in. Just want to let you know uh, about this. Um, There's going to be new funding for industries including tourism, the arts, and regional aviation. And you'll remember that uh, from the throne speech. Specifically, regional aviation was in that throne speech that was delivered a couple of months uh, ago. Um, they have, uh, they're talking about a program that's going to provide low interest loans of up to a million dollars for badly hurt entrepreneurs. Um, they say the program, which comes on top of a newly expanded emergency loan program already in place for small businesses, will offer interest rates below the market average. Uh, the tourism sector, we know that it has been, uh, battered, um, over the past year, it is going to have access to one quarter of the more than $2 billion that Ottawa is going to be doling out to regional development agencies through June of 2021. Um, as well, $181.5 million um, is going to head to show uh, business and performers through the Department of Canadian Heritage and the uh, Canada Council for the Arts, so money going to that sector as well. Um, rent relief and nearly $700 million in capital investments are going to go to airports over six years, while $206 million in support is bound for regional airlines. Uh, we've we've heard talk and uh, you know the possibility of helping out some of the big players like Air Canada. Uh, an aid package on that front apparently is still in the works, or at least it's still in in talks. Um, as well, they they're proposing millions of dollars in new spending on a, on a planned national child care system. Uh, they're saying that that's going to be outlined in next spring's budget. They're proposing to spend $420 million in grants and bursaries to help provinces and territories train and retain qualified early childhood educators. Um, so watch for that in the budget. And as well, this was interesting, and I'm sure that uh, the Premier, Premier Kenny, uh, his ears would have perked up on this one because he's been he's been fighting for change on this front for quite some time. Um, he She promised to answer... 
the premier's calls uh, to overhaul the fiscal stabilization fund that sends federal cash to provinces facing serious drops in revenue. So again, promising to to look at that. We'll see what happens uh, on that front as we continue to move forward. So again, $381 billion deficit right now. It's obviously a record deficit. We were just over like $30 billion pre-pandemic. We're now at 381 and there has been talk that it could go higher depending if more lockdown measures are are put in place. So that is it kind of in a nutshell as we're as we're finding out more information from that uh, from that um, uh, presentation just a short time ago. We'll keep you updated. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.